Hello and welcome back to Tells. Hi, Andrew. Hello. Why are you so far from the、uh, microphone? Hi, I'm here. Good morning. Good morning. This is the earliest we've recorded the po- po- Tells podcast. Yep, it's pretty early. Just woke up. What time is it? Not even one o'clock yet. Twelve forty-five. Just got out of bed. How do you feel today? Little sleepy. New blog. Yeah, it's always nice to have a vlog up and edited and completed and fresh on the YouTube's. I liked your vlog,、um, but I wanted to start out the podcast with a, a few things. Should I be worried? <laughs> what about what? I don't know.、It、sounds serious.、Um, sounds like you want to talk. I think you'll be a little disappointed, you know, because you said you wouldn't be here if nobody. Sent any relationship questions? Oh my God! Did nobody send any relationship questions? Not a single one. So are you leaving? Don't don't leave. <laughs> are you leaving? Well, I'm very disappointed. I know. I'm sorry. What is this? I guess people don't think you can give relationship advice. <laughs> Or maybe we need to. Maybe you should ask me some relationship advice, and I'll help you out with your relationship. Okay. How do you deal with conflict? You are not one for conflict. Are there? <sighs> that is so.、Rude. Sorry, I just woke up. Are there tips that you can give the listeners of the podcast on how to deal with conflict? Well, I think communication is pretty important, even though that's pretty cliche. Maybe it'll help us if you、uh, sort of. Paint a picture for us and describe what sort of conflict you might be talking about. Okay, let's talk about a relationship with a friend, right? Because I think relationships with spouses. I don't have any friends anymore. I only have the blog and you. Okay, so what do you? I'll pretend. You... I'll pretend I have a friend. I used to have friends. <laughs> I can remember what it was like. You can remember what it was like when you had a friend. Yep. Um, say your friend does something to tick you off. How do you approach them? Because there's multiple ways to approach the situation, right? Like some people pretend like nothing. What did they、happened. do? What did they do to me? What did they do to you? Yeah. They. They bought me the wrong beer. No, nobody cares about that type of stuff. What would be offensive to you? They I thumbs, guess they thumbs down my video. Well, if you worry about that, we have a whole new problem. What What would that be? What would that? Okay, I'll go first because I have an example. Okay. I don't like. People who just talk at me and not even taking a break or a breath、mm. to say, like, to even acknowledge whether we're having a conversation or you're just giving me a monologue. That、mm-hmm. is my biggest pet peeve,、mm-hmm. and I have unsuccessfully addressed that issue in、mm-hmm. the past. So, what would you say to me about how to talk to a friend who sort of, I guess, like people get so in the moment or wrapped up in whatever they're talking about that they forget. That、yeah. they are talking to somebody else, and it's a, supposed to be a conversation and not a monologue. I think I would probably ask that person if they wanted input from you, if they were looking for something from you, advice from you, your opinion on whatever it is that they're talking about, or if they're just looking for、uh, somebody to vent to. When would you ask this? Probably somewhere around like the fifteen-minute mark of them just talking <laughs> at me. <laughs> okay. 
maybe less, maybe 10 to 15 minutes. Some people would probably say, yeah, I'm just, I'm really just looking to vent, you know, it's like, I don't know. It depends. I guess it depends on what the, what it is, the issue at hand, if they're actually looking for advice on something that they don't know how to handle or if they're actually looking for just an outlet and, uh, some, somebody to vent to. But, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty important to not be the dumping spot, the dumping point of someone's, you know, garbage and negativity. And, uh, nobody wants to hear someone else just complain and be talked at about something and have to receive that. And then you process it. So what do you think I've done in the past that makes people believe that that does this happen to you regularly? It used to, but now I don't let it happen. Because I feel like you get really good advice. And uh, I think people like coming to you for a wide variety of problems. And you've sort of created a problem for yourself by giving too good of advice. So I should just stop giving advice. Yeah, I think that's also very important, right? Because sometimes I think when you give advice, it's almost as if you have the answers, and you don't like sometimes you can look at somebody's situation and you might just have a different outlook or perspective on it. It doesn't mean that perspective is right or wrong, right? It's just a new perspective. But I think there's nothing wrong with giving advice. The trouble is, are you doing that in order to avoid facing your own shit? Right. Which is easy to because when you've got so many people's problems that you have to solve, uh-huh. then yeah, it's almost like you wouldn't even have time to answer all these questions and have all these conversations if you were, um, I don't know, focusing more on your own solutions and stuff. Right. You probably missed your calling as a what is it psychiatrist? But that's the thing; people don't want to pay for this. Because somebody who is just wanting to vent and mm-hmm. doesn't want a solution, mm-hmm. a psychologist is not, doesn't want that either. Because you might vent for one session, but and then the what, very next session, they'll be like, so what are we going to do about it? And but they, does they, do they really care if they're getting paid? If it's actually solved or not? They just got to be there. They just got to show up. Oh, yeah, maybe. I think I'll go back to school and be a psychologist. I, like, I don't. We probably just insulted all the psychiatrists, psychologists that are listening. What's the difference between a psychiatrist and psychologist? The ability to administer meds. Oh. So a psychologist. See, you know everything. You have all the answers. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's just because I have a, a psychologist friend. A psychiatrist can administer medication okay. and a psychologist cannot you can administer all the african medicines and stuff all the voodoo drugs that you know lots about yeah i should i'll start a practice okay so if anybody needs some um some time to chat or just or some voodoo medicine just call me 702-685 what is it i can't remember it right now but i think it's hard to tell people that you're just not going to be there to be that person's negative dumping ground negativity dumping ground have you ever done that uh no i've actually never like you know said that well i feel like i sort of have not like in such formal terms but i don't know you know like when back in the days of uh the early days of my poker texting group there was a lot of negativity where it was kind of just uh a sort of like sharing of bad beat stories And, you know, like, oh, man, you wouldn't believe how dumb this hand went. And then just, 
you know, somebody lost with the best hand and it was not looking for any sort of input on how to play the hand better. It was just, let me tell you about this terrible hand that went down. I remember the bad beat story. And, uh, yeah, I think I just kind of like pulled out of that a little bit, pulled away from that. So you just disengage and stop responding yeah. to yeah. how bad it is. Oh right. man, that's really bad. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, and I just didn't respond, stopped responding. And then it just sort of dies down. Yeah, I think people get the gist of it. I mean, they should. And if they don't, then yeah, I think you just have to say something like, you know, these things, these things happen in life and you, you got to work through them. You got to, you got to, you got to roll with the roll with the punches. Roll with the punches. Yeah, but I mean, I just to clarify, I think that everybody needs somebody to talk to. Um, I don't really mind talking to people. I don't. Yeah, of course you don't. But it has to be done in a constructive manner, right? It does. But the, what my challenge is, is talking at me, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a very different, even if you don't want me to give you a solution, mm-hmm. there's still a conversation and a monologue. Because mm-hmm. in a conversation, I am saying, mm-hmm, or yes, or asking <laughs> questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In a monologue, mm-hmm. I'm just staring at you stunned because I can't believe this is happening, right? So it's just very different. I don't want uh, it to be misunderstood because I, I want somebody to be there for me when I go through my stuff. Um, and I think we should be there for each other. Since I think it applies to the bad beat story uh, thing that I, that I brought up because people are just not looking for any input back. They're not trying to have a conversation. They're okay, just trying to... So my question should be, are you looking for feedback or are you looking, I'm going to try that. Yeah, but there has to be, there's, there's got to be a second part to it. If they're just you know, looking to vent repeatedly on you, then you're going to have to say. So when is the cutoff? I can let you vent one time and then the next time I have well, to tell it could you. be a couple times after that. You're out of there. Okay. Thanks for the help. See, listeners, Andrew does have some solid relationship advice. So I mean, I get everything from Gary, Gary, v, Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, so people should just go and listen to Gary Vee. You can just close this podcast, open up a Gary Vee YouTube video. Thanks for listening. No, you know what he says is that the only people that want to hear you complain are your other loser friends and your mom. So everyone should just call their mom. Well, he's saying that (laughs) only losers are the ones who complain to each other. Okay. Thank you for that advice. Got to let that sink in a little bit. Let's just have silence for a good (laughs) minute. No talk. (laughs) Shh. (laughs) No, but now that we're talking about bad beats, can you tell me your bad beat story? I would like to hear from, because I'm sure I'm not the only person who didn't watch the stream on Sunday from the Bellagio. That's not a bad beat though. It wasn't? It was just you played the hand badly. Uh, okay, so Boosie is talking about the... I am not done. Thank you very um, much. Okay. okay, so on Sunday, Andrew and Brad Owen organized a game at the Bellagio for the Bellagio Twitch live stream called Bellagio Pots. And Andrew, I asked him how it went later on that evening and he said, uh, it was fun except I jammed five high into a boat. A fo- what? A boat? Mm-hmm. Full house, yeah. Walk us through your reasoning behind that, Mr. <laughs> we want to talk about a poker hand? I do want to talk about that. Because I didn't, just for the record, I didn't watch the stream because oh. I was 
out. Okay. Well, we talked about it on the stream because I did. I went in the commentary booth and oh, I talked did. about it. Okay. Talked about so the for the one other person who listens to the podcast <clears throat> um, and who hasn't heard the, or maybe they walked away after you jammed that. <laughs> they just turned like, it this off. Guys, this guy. That's possible. They unsubscribed <laughs> from my videos. This guy. They still listen to the podcast though for some reason. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Probably for you. Well, there was an open, there was like, I don't know, earlier mid, middle position raised to, I don't know, 30. We're playing 5-5-10, five, five, so standard raised to 30. I had 5-3 of clubs, and I decided to 4-bet, I think, to 100 or 110. I decided to 3-bet to 100 or 110. That's that's a little bit loose, I think. It's a little bit low on the 3-betting scale, but not absurdly low. can just fold, but 3-bet, probably better than call there. Uh, so I decided to 3-bet. Plus, these meetup games, we're trying to have fun, you know, mix it up, splash around a little bit. Uh, gamble a little bit, not just serious grinded out poker. So anyway, I three bet, and then the guy on my left cold calls, which means he hasn't put any money in prior to the three bet, and the original raiser folds. So heads up to a flop of eight eight four with two clubs. So I flop the flush draw. I make a standard C bet of like 120, 130, and the player on my left raises to 330 or something, 350. Okay. And uh, it's a really weird spot for him to be raising there because I should have bluffs. Uh, say I had like 5-3 of diamonds instead of 5-3 of clubs. If I happen to have 5-3 of diamonds, I just fold when he raises there. And if I have a hand like pocket aces, so I usually have a strong hand or a weak hand. I'll have like, you know, 5 high or whatever, 9 high, 10 high. Or I'll have strong hand like pocket aces. So I see bet he raised... And it's weird for him to raise there because I think a lot of times he'll be flatting with a hand like nines or tens um, pre-flop. Pretty pair heavy. And a lot of times people raise to see where they're at, but they shouldn't. They should just call and keep my range wide, keep bluffs in there and my strong hands. Okay. Don't want to fold out my bluffing hands like five, three diamonds. So anyway, I should have the stronger hands such as aces and kings. And he should r very rarely have those hands because he should put in a four bet pre-flop with those hands. I think my strong hands are stronger than his strong hands. Okay. And if I jam all in, I can maintain that wide range of both flush draws and strong hands. Um, and a lot of times he'll have to fold his nines and tens and jacks and hands like that because even if I have a flush draw, he's uh, I'm still in okay shape. If I have aces or kings, he's dead, basically. It puts him in a really tough spot. Unfortunately, he had... Pocket fours. After I jammed all in, we learned that he had pocket fours and flopped a full house. And how did you feel after that? Were you extremely angry or did the <laughs> cocktail you had before make the blow less? Uh, like in the moment? Yeah, in the moment. I was like, oh man, there's like a thousand people watching this. That's, <laughs> that's awkward. That's kind of awkward and unfortunate timing. <laughs> Uh, so you lost some money, but at least you raised some money for the victims of Hurricane Irma and Harvey. Yep. Much more importantly than my five high dust off is, yeah, we raised some money for a uh, really good cause. Raised $1,200, in fact. That's pretty impressive, right? For just a couple of hours? Yeah, three hours. Three hours of a game. And yeah, lots of generous poker players out there contributed toss some money in the uh, little tip jar that we brought to throw towards uh, some hurricane relief efforts yeah that's awesome i also saw that the stream house they have a 168 hour poker marathon to raise money for 
the Michael Phelps Foundation, I think it is. I haven't seen that. So yeah, lots of good companies out there, lots of good poker people out there donating and lending a hand, lending a buck. Who did you uh, end up sending the money to? We sent our money to a group called Team Rubicon, which activates our veterans and basically uh, gives them a job, sends them down to affected areas, uh, such as these hurricane disaster areas, and utilizes their skills. They have a pretty awesome skill set that they have, um, you know, attained through their training. And so a lot of times they are forgotten about after they are, you know, brought back to civilian life. So utilizing them, giving them a sense of community and uh, some some work for them to do. And also, you know, helping out people that are affected by the hurricane. Go so, Team Rubicon. Yep. All right. Um, tell me, do you know about this um, poker masters that's going to be taking place at the Aria? I believe it started last night. Oh, yeah, the 13th, right? Mm-hmm. So what is that about? Is that going to be a no whole idea. bunch of splashing around? I or? have no idea. Who? Honestly, I am not really that interested into it. Oh, okay. Well, it's a tournament, I, mean, I right? guess it's like there's a bunch of 50K matches and then like a couple hundred K matches. Matches meaning like small tournaments, I think. Okay. Maybe there's like 18 people in each 50K tournament. And there, I think there's like six of them. And then whoever wins the most money, you know, cashes for the most amount out of all of these six tournaments, wins the purple jacket. So you don't know anything about that. We don't need to keep talking about it since you don't know anything about it. Well, first of all, it's a knockoff of the Masters in golf. I thought so. That's why I asked if you knew what, like the whole premise. Do you get a jacket in the Masters? A green one. Oh, Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't understand why... Poker needs, like, such a blatant knockoff of another sport to, like, hold an event. Is that, do you think it's a good thing or is it a silly thing or what? It doesn't seem very creative. Like, yeah, wh- but I think... They should have had, like, the purple pants instead of the purple jacket. No? <laughs> maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> but that would be more golf-like because the golf pants are usually, you know, for recreational golfers, the pants are, like, uh, very bright and colorful. And- the purple underwear? The purple button-down shirt. <laughs> I don't know. The, the purple, purple tie? No, which poker player wears a tie? <laughs> he has to wear it for the rest of the year. <laughs> or else I, he gets all that money taken away from him. I think it's just trying to keep it fresh, you know, because, like, what happens after World Series, right? There's the, I guess, the circuit event. But There's all sorts of events. I don't know. Yeah. So I think Why, it's just another way to just try and like... It's so weird. Why is it like, okay, poker does... Golf does this. We should do that. Like, just completely erase creativity and just change the color of the jacket. Keep it the same name. The Masters. Go ahead just change you. the color of the jacket. What is this? Okay, I should know ask that question because Andrew feels very strongly about it. Well, it's like the World Series of Poker, you know? Like, they That's took it directly baseball. from baseball. Okay. So they just, just take all these things from other sports and just call it that of <laughs> poker, the Poker Masters. All right, so come February, there'll be the Super Bowl of poker <laughs> after the Super Bowl on Jet. There probably already January. was that at some point. And then it didn't work? I'm sure there was some event called the Super Bowl of poker. It's just one, it's, I mean, it's, I obviously don't really care. I just think it's pretty funny. And it's one of those, it's, it kind of plays into the reasoning of why I wanted to start the vlog. You're going to tell us this boring story again? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Okay. 
<laughs> just I'm saying. just teasing. I'm just teasing. But yes, to bring something different. Right? I just think yeah. there's a little bit lack of creativity. But look, it's easier, I think, to sell something that has worked before. I guess than so. it is to do something completely different. So yes, it might not be, but for them, they might have a lot more to lose than you did starting the vlog. That's true. My so they went the safer route and called it the Poker Masters and went with a purple jacket. Yeah. So I guess Andrew's not interested in the Poker Masters, so you will not hear anything <laughs> about it on the vlog. No, I think it's. I think the production quality of it will be high because it's on Poker Go and they seem to be seem to be doing pretty good work. And they're going to have a lot of uh, well-known poker players in it, as well as some recent up-and-comers. Um, but for me, it's like $50,000 $50, tournaments. Like, it comes back to just kind of being a little bit detached from that sort of thing, that sort of money. And it's also like you never really know how many people are pieced out in how many different directions. So I'm sorry, Poker Go and everyone involved in the Poker Masters for not getting more excited about it. Okay, I'll just use your Poker Go app to watch the Poker Masters. There you go. Find it on Poker Go. <laughs> Did you hear about that guy, Craig Cotton, who just got arrested for... Craig Cotton? Craig Cotton. C-A-R-T-O-N. Yes. He got arrested for... I like your accent. Money law... Securities... Wire and securities fraud in New Jersey. I don't know anything about this, Mr. Craig Carton. Okay, so Craig Cotton is a radio anchor, radio personality... He does like a morning show. A DJ? He's not a DJ. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Does he have a podcast? No, yeah. he has a show, okay. baby, on CBS Radio or WFAN w or something like that. WNBC? No, it's WFAN. Okay. <sighs> Seriously, you're exhausting today. Um, and so apparently he had a whole $2.5 million worth of gambling debt. So mm. Craig's idea was to tell people that he had all these concert tickets and he was going to start a reselling site, right? Yeah. Just so to get investors, he told them he had access to tickets from like Adele or Barbara Streisand mm -hmm. or like all these big shows. And then he would just use the money. Apparently the first, he got a million dollar investment from one person and then that went to two casinos and then he got a hedge fund involved. Uh, and they paid him like $2.6 million. And then, yeah, he was arrested last Wednesday. He must be a smooth talker. Isn't that Just crazy? casually getting $2.5 invested. Um, yeah, but then he never actually, he only bought tickets once, the Barbara Streisand tickets. And then they never even, saw, like he didn't even sell them. He just went to the Barbara Streisand concert. <laughs> <laughs> For $845,000. Um, and it's crazy to me that people still like i don't have the balls to rip people off <laughs> i feel like i always wonder when i like read these stories or watch like american greed because my sister's obsessed with american greed i'm like these people have such balls to create a whole ponzi scheme i don't know if it's balls or it's sociopathism yeah maybe sociopathy sociopathy i guess yeah it's crazy but anyway he's arrested now but not obviously he got off on five hundred thousand dollar bail and probably won't serve any time which is just really frustrating but yeah i thought it was sad 
A, because it was, you know, um, because of his gambling debts. I don't know if he would have done that otherwise. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy how, like, charming people like that can be. Because they must be that way to be able to attract that kind of money. Yeah. Like, to get people to trust him with their money. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've actually talked to uh, one of my friends about this somewhat recently because... Like, it's an interesting spot where, uh, say, there's, like, a well-known action player in the games here in Vegas. And, say, they also have, like, somewhat of a shady past that's rumored. It, it might either be rumored or confirmed or whatever. And they're also, like, a really nice guy. They come off as, like, really charming and funny at the table. Big action player. How do you react to that person if you know that they've sort of, like, screwed Should some people over in the past, you know, at the table? Just be cordial. Don't get close. Yeah. I think that's the only it, way you can... Because you have no like right to... I like I say cordial. <laughs> but yeah, you have no right to judge somebody from hearsay, right? It, I think it's a unfair... What if you trust the people that... That have told you? Yeah. I don't know if you want to like, you know, give them a safe space. Is that a good thing to provide for that person? So you saying make them feel uncomfortable so that they stop hanging around. It's tough though because uh, both the per, like the friend I was talking to were both like not even though you say I might be confrontational in certain spots, but it's tough to just like be bitter and you know aggressive to somebody for no yeah, reason, right? right? But it's probably pretty similar uh, sort of personality where they are able to you know smooth schmooze. talk and schmooze and yeah. Yeah, I th- I always find if you're too smooth, it's very off-putting for me because it's just like, what are you trying to sell me? I'm not <laughs> buying it. You know, it's like you then can you must be have good nice instincts. and you don't have to be, like the you kids the- say these days, extra. Like some people, those people are usually extra. <laughs> extra. You know? It's like very... <laughs> I'm too old for this terminology. <laughs> you need to keep with the program. Yeah, the, extra. Kids, the kids say extra these days. Um, oh man, I'm getting old. Nobody can say I'll never get had because if you have that type of personality, whether it's sociopathic or not or whatever it is, um, they work to find your weaknesses and what will, you know, the in. And that's how they can get people to fork over money because they can, they understand human psychology uh-huh. and then work you know, work that part aspect of your personality. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. So, yeah, be mean to them at the poker room. Chase them out. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? We should ask for feedback. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, send us your feedback, listeners. Tell us at andrewneemi.com. How do, you, how do you go about that? Like someone who, you know, has always been nice to you and everyone that you see. You've never seen someone be off-putting. Um they have a shady past, shady history. Yeah, I mean, poker players, there's also this in, there's this other aspect of it where if this sort of person is, you know, feeding the game, you don't want to be chasing away business, right? Yeah, but then some poor soul is going to be asked for money mm-hmm. to fund mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know there were so many moral dilemmas in poker. Jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah. How do you deal with that when people ask for money? Uh, I just basically say I have I don't 
I have a policy of not really loaning money, and yeah. I, I say my fiance will get mad at me if I do. She's, oh, so you, she'll get, <laughs> she'll go angry black woman on me. If oh. I, <laughs> I don't say that, but uh, yeah, I basically say it's. I just I just tend to keep a policy of not doing loans, and I have for years. Yeah, it's worked out so far. I mean, yeah, it doesn't really happen too often, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think just saying that that's your policy and you stick to it. And if there's, you know, some sort of advice or something that you can help out with, then you're happy to lend an ear or share some advice here and there or something. But what do you say, think are um, the signs of somebody being a degenerate gambler? Um, you can, I mean, I, I can sort of tell just based on how they approach poker. If they are, you know, a student of the game and they talk to other people students of the game and they put a lot of work in on their game. Um, if they put in a lot of hours and they approach it in a professional manner, or if they just, you know, aren't really studying at all and they're just, you know, call themselves a feel player or something like that. And they, Oh, a feel player. So yeah, they just play like by that. feel. Yeah. Okay. You know, not studying hands, not sharing hands. Um, you know, just trying to figure it out. If I don't know the person, how they approach the game and how they, approach their poker career well yeah it's a shitty thing to be addicted to gambling um because most things are shitty to be addicted to yeah you're right it's not usually that people are addicted to poker poker's too damn hard to be addicted to <laughs> you're addicted yeah, to well, you know I, like you play poker and then become addicted to blackjack or well yeah i think there's been Chinese studies poker or whatever else i think the studies have generally shown that poker is attracts less addictive gamblers than, you know, the pit games do. Because it's too hard. It's a lot of work. <laughs> what, I mean, craps is easy? Yeah. You mean the, as far as, like, thinking? Yeah, I mean, like, mental power oh, yeah. and time and, like... Yeah. So if everybody at the poker table is only sitting with $500 and you made everybody broke, you only stand to make $4,500, right? Mm -hmm. There's a full ring table, or not even four thousand, because of one five hundred dollars. So yours. the casino is limitless, right? You can jump from this table to this table. Yeah, so that I sounds mean, awesome. I kind of want to gamble now. <laughs> limitless winnings. See, um, so yeah, poker is like limited in that regard. Time-wise, it's a lot, right? You can't just yeah. flip a coin and be up five hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Like you can have a good hand, but. Yep. Most people are not going to stand up and rack up at yeah. that point. Just fire on the, on the roulette table. See? Easy game. Poker's, poker's hard. <laughs> Easy game. <laughs> That's what you say. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to chat about, Mr. Nimi? Nope. Since this podcast has been a little bit serious, you don't want to end it on a more upbeat note? Mm, we can give Life of Beautiful another shout out. Is that I am so excited. Life is Beautiful is happening. Concert festival experience in downtown Las Vegas. And we get to see Muse together, yeah. which we haven't seen, which is going to be fun. Muse, Cascade. Never seen Cascade. Back to back. That's how the night ends on Saturday night is... Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can stop oh. now. <laughs> so I think Saturday is going to be amazing. Looking forward to it. Okay, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Uh, please give us a thumbs up on iTunes, rate it. Our podcast is now available on Stitcher 
and Google Play. So go ahead and download it, share it with your friends, and leave us a review. We read all of them. I do anyway. Nicely done. That's what we're, that's what we're supposed to say, huh? All that stuff. I think. Good job. Thanks for having us on your podcast, listeners. We'll see you next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Okay, bye. <laughs>